Yeah, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Okay, uh, David, little uh, a little surprise there. We're getting short and sweet to the point today. So, uh, David, we get into your eh, or to your NFL college football winners and losers. Go ahead, David. David, you got mm, ten minutes. Go. On. All right, that's plenty of time. I'll drop you know a couple points. Like our first winner, the T Tulane Green Wave. Everyone yes. in USC was like, oh, you know, we got our big money. We bought our quarterback. We bought our head coach. Probably should have used some NIL money to buy some defense because of Tulane Green Wave, two and ten, ten and two, bowl game champion, and maybe, and you know, according to one poll that I was looking at, the worst AP College Football Player of the Year in the last decade couldn't get the job done. So, eh, how, can maybe be, how, all- how can you be the worst college AP football player of the year? Because usually that means you're the best. Is it compared to what? ones in the past? Yeah, compared to the past 10 winners, Caleb Williams is easily the, the 10th on this list, and probably 11th or 12th. Wow, just because he had a but, bad bowl game? No, just if you, if you – you know, we don't have time, and we can probably do it during the break, but if you look at the list of the last 10 AP uh, players of the year, all of them, at least in college at that time, were undisputed best players. We're talking about Caleb Williams as, you know, maybe he shouldn't have even been a Heisman finalist for a lot of people. But, you know, we know voters only care about, you know, the recency bias. And if we're going by recency bias, yet again, a guy that, you know, had all this confidence and bravado couldn't get the job done. Like a lot of other Lincoln Riley quarterbacks that have a lot of bravado couldn't get the job done. And... Yeah, but this was not about USC. This is about the Tulane Green Wave. Great story. Probably college football's third, you know, third favorite team behind their alma maters. And my other winner from college football, the TCU Horned Frogs, America's underdog. There are a lot of people saying, oh, you know, does, is TCU one of the four best, which we always change that metric every year. And the college football player is it four best? Is it conference winners? Is it division winners? Is it for ratings? But TCU got the job done. And in playoff football, it's about asking when the clock strikes zero, did you get the job done? We we play to win the game. And TCU went blow for blow with Michigan, put up the points, and you know, we'll get to Michigan in a little bit, but they they didn't shoot themselves in the foot in winning time. So shout out to TCU. Okay, good. Switching over, switching over to the pro game, Jalen Hurts. I put him in a winner because a lot of people were saying, oh, Philadelphia, you know, Jalen Hurts isn't the MVP because if you take Jalen Hurts off the Eagles, they'll be fine. 
Minshew Mania has been in, and he's played okay. But they've lost the last two, and everyone's like, maybe Jalen Hurts is the MVP because without him, this this team is at best 500. You know, maybe maybe nine, you know, nine and eight, maybe ten and seven. So clearly, we can see Jalen Hurts elevates his team to the next level, which I'm pretty sure is what a most valuable player does for you. But again, we're this league doesn't know how to award its award system, but that's a whole segment. Um, my Pittsburgh Steelers surviving advance. Big game, big game this weekend, <laughs> especially with no big game no Clowney for the Browns. And you know, everyone a month ago, people were writing off the Steelers. I'm just going to say, literally, everyone in America was like, "Fire Tomlin, Steelers are cooked, Steelers are wash, Kenny Pickett's trash." You know, time to move on. And, hey, that's – and, you know, we have a puncher's chance of getting in the playoffs. Well, so, well David, you might I actually see – Well, David, you might actually get a chance to see PKP, playoff Kenny Pickett. If the Steelers make the playoffs, I want every journalist on TV to shove it. I want them to eat crow pie on TV, on Twitter – I don't care where. I want you to eat it because all you guys deserve it. And, of course, the biggest winner of the weekend, DeMar Hamlin. I mean, like, I don't know what more you can say. Like, he, he wins. He, he might be the winner of the year. Like, he won the game of life. He won the game of, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you can give him the SP, but he's getting the SP for best male athlete. Like, he deserves that. He deserves AP Athlete of the Year. Just, yeah. DeMar Hamlin Strong, the country is continuing to pray for your recovery. And, yeah. Um, but, David, I think, we, I, th- David I think we also got to give some uh, credit to uh, training staff from the Bills. Also, the first responders who are on scene because they're – I think their job kind of goes unnoticed, but you know what? They're the reason why he is alive and breathing right now. Yeah, and talking to family. Yeah. Yeah, friends, family, first responders, the staff at University of Cincinnati Medical Center. It's obviously, you know, there is no I in team. There's, you know, it's a team effort just like football. There's, a, there's an I in win. I'm just joking. Okay, well. Well, I mean, he 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 won the game of he won the game of life, as they said. He did. So, he did. Demar Demar Hamlin is a true winner, and I don't know if there's going to be a winner this year that tops him. So, to Demar Hamlin, the staff at UC, yeah, all you guys deserve rounds of applause ten times over. Mm-hmm. Um, switching over to losers on the flip side of that, Demar Hamlin, the NFL first for their ridiculous having to wait to postpone and then after pretty much days, and I'll just say it, public pressure, to say there's no way that you can reschedule this game, finally saying, hey, we're, we're just going to cancel this game. And surprise, it wasn't the end of the world, as everyone in the NFL thought it was. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so it's the NFL for that scenario, and then the whole preceding that, the playoffs, well, you know, all the Bengals fans are like, well, we're screwed either way. It's like, so if, 
such and such happened, then then we don't even get a home game. Well, it's like you know, but you know, sometimes life just sucks, and you get dealt a bad hand. Something crazy happened, unprecedented. I pretty hope that we don't see again, unless we get to another team and they play a certain player that we'll talk about in a couple seconds. But yeah, we we don't want it. We don't want this to happen. So hopefully everyone has learned, and this could be a training tool. But yeah, the league, the league has a lot of answers. A training tool uh, for think, what? Just curious. Or kind of crisis, unprecedented situations, particularly about players, particularly about players' safety. Like if you can see a team is distraught, and like if there's a freak accident, and we're getting ready to talk about the Dolphins. Like if there's there's a player that you can visibly see is should not like should be going to the hospital. There should be a conversation amongst the coaches, amongst the someone the NFLPA rep. Like, hey, are you are these players able to play? And if not, just postpone the game because you know there you know Troy Vincent came out to the league. Oh, you know there wasn't a doubt in our mind that they weren't going to they were going to play even though. The leak literally said you got that five minutes to go warm up. So, like, some of those things where, like, they weren't playing after five minutes. They weren't playing after 48 hours. I I dare say, I don't think some of them are even going to be ready to play against New England. Yeah, and, I wonder yeah. what their mindset is because, like I said, they, they had to revive them twice. And some people say that's a scary situation. And, uh, and also, David, just uh, something you said, that the, uh, the report that the league told him said you had five minutes to get ready. That actually that came out. That was not false. true. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. I thought I heard that was false. Yeah. Well, thankfully that was false. But that was kind of something that was floated around. And I guess, you know, can't trust everything that you hear on ESPN. But, yeah, just even... Even the fact of them playing this Sunday, like, there's, you need to be ready to go to play the game of football. I don't want to, and you know, it was said, I think, by Ryan Clark. Like, I don't want to see them play trash football. If you're not 100% there, it's not going to look good. This is, I don't want Buffalo to go out there and play a glorified preseason game, which is what I think kind of mentality-wise, it may feel like it may look like if they're not 100% ready to go. But we'll see come Buffalo, New England, kind of how the mentality and where those players are. Five minutes. That other team I was thinking about, the, mentioned the Miami Dolphins, complete, their, their season has fallen off the side of the cliff and then the cliff fell on top of them since Tua got hurt and really since that San Francisco game. Like this, this team went from eight and three. Everyone's talking about you know Super Bowl odds. So they may not make the playoffs. And for Mike, for first of all, Tua should not play football until 2024. Like I'll come and say it right now. Like he's not going to be ready, neurologically ready for training camp preseason. Two concussions in a year. Like, Could have been three. Or at, Two, well, two that we knew about in game. The third, like we didn't find out until after the game. Like, hey, he had another concussion, and they like, claimed it was a back injury. Yeah, BS. <laughs> like, like two a tongue should not play quarterback in the twenty twenty three calendar year. Put me on record saying this, and if he does, it's a disservice. First of all, we've already tried to 
criminal charge against the Miami Dolphins. Like this may this may cost people their jobs. Like he should not be playing. I don't I don't know what we need to do to keep him off the field. I don't know. Give him another like a destination. Say that he's playing, but then take away his helmet. Like Tua should not play quarterback. And I like I understand Miami's in a win now mode because they. You know, all the draft picks and everything that they need to get, you know, to uh, trade away so they can get the assets to make a Super Bowl run. But he's not healthy. And this team, first of all, I don't think Mike McDaniel, he, he's lost it since that San Francisco game. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's going to get fired as a coach, but it's like, damn. You went from 8-3 and three and being bravado to – making stupid decisions, including still a respectable like opportunity and chance against New England for long, and you're throwing it short with your third-string quarterback. Like, that, that's a fireable offense for a lot of people. Like, I mean, yeah, just in general. So I don't know what happened to Miami Dolphins, but they, they're losing, and they're losing bad. Well, David, you, you kind of answered what I was about to ask you. Because I heard a report that if the Dolphins lose to the Jets tomorrow, Mike McDaniel's going to get the axe. I mean, of course, you, pro- you pretty much say that you don't believe it. I I kind of find it hard to believe unless uh, they say, you know what, we're going to get rid of McDaniel, we're getting rid of Chris Greer because of the whole deal with Tua. Yeah, one minute. Well, the only thing I can think about is, that, is why they'll fire him, and we'll kind of switch over to the college game real quick. Is because you know, or saving grace is, hey, Tua was hurt, and if we have a healthy Tua, we saw what what you know this team looks like. So that's the only thing. And then switching over to the losers, the Big Ten took a big L. Ohio, everyone won Ohio State Michigan rematch. Well, you have to win your game, and if JJ McCarthy can handle a snap, and if Ohio State you know could pay a kicker instead of paying all this money to get ten thousand wide receivers, maybe they'd be in the national championship too. But Got to spend your money elsewhere unless, you know, you're paying for burgers and you want to hide it from the NCAA. Which, just just pay for the freaking burgers and just tell someone. Like, if burgers are the reason why there's a level one violation, he should, he should resign out of just sheer saving faith. Well, D- David, first a little context. Michigan's not getting level one violations because of burgers. It's because... <clears throat> It's because that Jim Harbaugh wasn't honest and upfront with the NCAA, which is a big no-no, uh, even if it's something as petty as that. And then, yeah, so, but so, also, he, so he, he wasn't honest about providing burgers out of you know in this dead period. Like just just say you just for, yeah life lesson don't lie. There don't you go. Lie. Yeah, I mean, my and my two cents on what happened with the Big Ten, Michigan, they got no one to blame but themselves. I know people were complaining about the Roman Wilson catch should have been a touchdown. I honestly thought it should have been because he didn't secure the ball until he got into the he was in the end zone. Um, that's not why you lost. You lost because you had six red zone trips. Only three of them ended in a touchdown. Two of them ended with no points. Take a look at yourself for that one. And also, 
Might need to check your quarterback, too, for running his mouth about how, oh, we're going to bring the Big Ten to TCU if they run that 3-3-5. As Michael Jordan famously said in The Last Dance, and I took that personally, don't give your opponent bulletin board material. As for Ohio State, hey, they pretty much gagged. I know losing Marvin Harrison Jr., but hey, you know what? The one positive I'll say is C.J. Stroud shut a lot of people up. He showed he could handle pressure. But I thought it was some bad play calling late by Ryan Day. And when you got into field goal range, I don't know what you're doing. Just us trying to – you need to do something that's going to gain you more yards. And then basically you have a whole laces out, fake a line horn, whatnot, right as soon as the ball drops at midnight. Right, and by the way, I think Georgia covers the 12-and-a-half against TCU. Georgia's just a much different animal. You mean to tell me you think Georgia's going to beat TCU by 13 points or more? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's a, that's the a play. It'll... I don't think it's going to be a total bloodbath, but I think it's probably... I I kind of foresee a 41-28 game. Okay. It's going to be... It'll be respectable, at least. David, you got one more subject, or... Because you got time. You went a little over time, but what else? Wrap it up. No, I mean, I was, I was... I'm done with the winners and losers. My last thing was, you know, the total Big Ten rant. Nah, and even Frank got in the rant, huh? Yeah, I mean, I just had to put it out there because I had a, I talked to a lot of my friends who were put out in the stratosphere, huh? Were Michigan fans? Some were saying, "Oh, that should have been a touchdown," and I agree, it should have been. But look, you don't you don't get to complain when you come away with 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 touchdowns on three out of six red zone trips. Come away with zero points twice, throw two pick sixes, fumble on your own one yard line. And what in the hell is are you doing calling a Philly special on fourth and goal from the two, having a freshman tight end throw the ball? And even in that play where they fumbled on the one, where was Donovan Edwards? Mm. I mean, you got no Michigan's got no one to blame but themselves. True. All right. Well, that was good stuff right there, fellas. On that rapid fire, uh, great uh, winners and losers. First of the year, too. Yeah. Right out the gate, like, you know, some good uh, uh, macaroni casserole in a uh, crock pot. We'll take a quick commercial break. You listen to 88.3 WHT. After further review, you got your Michigan basketball recap. Yep. What's on the what's on the docket? I'll talk about how uh, we wrapped up our little mid little early season non-conference swing. And... Uh, and we'll be kind of look ahead to dipping back into SEC red play, and then we got a couple other non-conference trips ahead as well. What's the SEC stand for in Michigan? Southeastern Conference. Same as the big one. Yeah, but this is the Michigan High School yeah. edition. Not not the not yeah. the not actually according to Frank, they're the real SEC, and the other one is dollar sign uh-huh. EC, right, Frank? There was a time where, yes, I did say that. Exactly. Ah, There's no NIL deals happening here. Right. Um, But that's how I want to. That you know about. That that we know about. about. Right. (laughs) That's true. Um, And we'll give a little shout out to his uh, basketball team as they really uh, turn it around in three seasons. 
This is an 88.3 WTS After Further Review. Make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. That's WTS After Further Review with a picture of Frank Bashner and the horse's head as he takes a drink. He's got his voice back, by the way, too. Oh, yeah. Also, make sure that you go to uh, WXUT's After Further Review on Facebook, where we have the live feed going, and we're on AFR Sports Show on Twitter. When we return, we got Frank's Michigan High School Basketball Recap. We'll be back after this.